Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Two Buck Sports Podcast. Although tonight you could probably call it the Buck Podcast. Uh, we're down one of our our original members. Uh, Drew had some stuff going on tonight, and I uh, just wanted to hop on here for a special uh, episode as the NFL season is drawing to an end for some. I thought, what better way to kind of sum it up than talk about a favorite team with a friend of mine who shares a passion for that same team. Uh, You know him, you love him. He's been on this podcast before, so uh, our first recurring guest. Uh, But I'm going to welcome in Mr. Zach Jones tonight. Zach, how's everything going for you? Man, going fantastic. Ready to burn it down for these Tennessee Titans. (laughs) (laughs) Excited to to air some grievances and talk about the season. Yeah. You know, I text Zach after everything went down on Saturday. Uh, we talked a little bit on Sunday. I was just like, look, man, we just need to talk it out. We just need to figure this out. Uh, <laughs> we'll feel better if we talk it out and, and air some grievances, let this season kind of get behind us. But uh, definitely not the ending we had hoped for. You know, if you no. if you caught some of that game in Jacksonville, we played competitive for three and a half quarters. I know uh, Zach is also a Tennessee fan, so he was loving that Josh Dobbs performance, I'm sure. A little Astro Dobbs. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> terrible to see him out there. But also, I'm not I'm not that much of a homer to where I was, you know, expecting too much out of Dobbs. Sure. Uh, so, but, but yeah. I think uh, I think seeing Josh Dobbs out there kind of told us everything we needed to know about those last couple of games that uh, the Titans essentially have mailed it in. And if we won they that game, it was by pure luck if we won Saturday yeah. night in Jacksonville. So I'm just going to lead off by saying I am, for the most part, anti-Shane. Uh, and look, that may be unpopular, but it's just the way I am, especially when there's a shot at the playoffs on the line. Like we've made it to a point where if we win a game, we are in the playoffs. Now I get it. You know, it's not a Super Bowl caliber team. Maybe that's, you know, that is the end goal. I understand, you know, but, um, I think to, to, to mail it in, in the playoffs, which we didn't do. I don't think we did. Yeah. Uh, you know, the defense played fantastic. The defense gave up like 13 points if it wasn't for, you know, a scoop and score. Uh, so an unbelievable defensive outing. Uh, but just to hear hear some of the fan base speak about, you know, wanting to tank for draft position, this, that, and the other, when there's a shot at the playoffs. Uh, I, I, I don't know about that. I agree with you. You know, if if we were, if there's an opportunity to get like the first or second pick, I think that's a different conversation. It's and even then, Rusty, even then, you know, people talking about you know, well, the tenth pick, which we're the eleventh now, will allow us to you know reach up and grab an earlier pick for tackle for you know what have you. If we want to take a quarterback, mm-hmm. we can catapult ourselves up there. And they say they want to take a you know they want to take a stab at it because we've been doing this other thing for so long. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember a time not so long ago <laughs> when we had the second pick of the draft, mm-hmm. you know, and does everyone remember how that panned out? You know, not to say that Marcus is a fantastic guy, but, you know, it, we didn't end up, you know, one and two ended up, I, I can't remember who the third pick of the draft was that year. I would love to know, but uh, uh, one and two ended up bust. So. Yeah, there's a reason uh, Marcus Mariota is a Falcon right now and not a Titan, right? Um, uh, it would be Dante Fowler and then Amari Cooper were three and four right after Jameis Winston was first, Marcus Mariota, Dante Fowler, and Amari Cooper. So not the exact, the, exactly the best quarterback draft there's ever no, been. No, no. 
You got Jameis over there trying to eat W's or whatever he's doing. Eating and W's or, or crab <laughs> legs or whatever he's eating. You know? What have you. <laughs> but Yeah, speaking of quarterback, man, we'll just dive right in. You know, uh, we'll kind of get into some season recap. Got a few things on, on the plate. But first of all, man, like, you know, Ryan Tannehill's getting up there. Um, there's been there's been some rumors that there's opportunity to cut him as a post June 1st designation. It would save us 27 million dollars in cap space. There's also and I, I talked about it a little bit in our blog, little shameless plug, two bucks sports uh, is our written blog. If you ever want to get on there, read about how our teams are doing different things. But um, there's also an opportunity for a restructure. So we got two different options, right? We can restructure yep. Tannehill and keep him. Or we can cut bait and try and see what's out there, hopefully in the free agent market, if we do that in what is really a very top-heavy quarterback draft. So I'm yep. curious, what, what's your take on RH-17? So I, I am with the majority of the fan base on this one. I believe they keep Ryan Tannehill, mm-hmm. for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. I think that's just where we stand on that. Would I like to see us cut Ryan? I don't really know. I don't have a good answer for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, Cutting Tannehill means it doesn't it doesn't mean a full reboot, you know. But uh, the Titans have been doing, you know, mediocre mediocre quarterbacks, you know, upper tier defense, you know, mm-hmm. and and sort of uh, mediocre offense for years. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the mo. Outside of the uh, Super Bowl run, that's been kind of the that's it. yeah that's the team. Yeah. We had, you know, we had one decent quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it was a Super Bowl run. So I understand that people wanting to go out and get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. In free agency, do you, you know, do you have any people that you think would come to Nashville? You know, the the options are probably Derek Carr. No, uh, and it's, it, do I want to make a lateral move? No, I don't. No. And I think maybe Tannehill may be a better quarterback than Derek Carr. I think he, yeah, I think is like. I think they're very similar. I agree that it's a lateral move because the risk reward reward is there, right? Because like Derek Carr probably has a little bit better arm, but he's very turnover prone. And I don't think he's going to make better decisions in clutch moments than Ryan Tannehill does because they both have a track record of throwing picks in big games. And I I guess a lateral move. Jimmy G is a maybe. You don't know what the 49ers are going to do with him. He might be an option. But again, I feel like that's basically a lateral move to another game manager. I think so, too. Yep. And I don't know that we have the trade pieces available to jump up to get a Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud because I don't care what ESPN tells me. Will Levis is not an NFL quarterback. He's Agreed. not. 100%. Yep. And so I agree, you know, after letting it digest, the emotions sit back. I think the best move is going to be to restructure his deal because, again, he's yep. going to be a $27 million hit. And if he's smart and wants to win, and I get like people are trying to make their money, you got to get your bag, but – if he's smart, he'll restructure so we can try and rebuild a little more. I agree 100%. Uh, there's been a couple of the names floated around Nashville, but those are just pie in the sky options. You know, sure. you know, you've heard you've heard Brady. You mm-hmm. know, you've heard you've heard Rogers even, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, you know would probably be fine for the next mm-hmm. what two years, maybe. Sure, maybe. You know, maybe. Yeah. Uh, although he. It, be perfectly honest it looks like he fell off a cliff this year yeah but um you know of yeah, the two uh, of the two brady's probably the the better pickup just because brady has such a stronger draw because brady obviously can bring people with him i don't know i don't know how many people are going to jump in with aaron Rodgers, but then like what do you like you said you bought yourself two years and then what happens yep. you know what um 
I don't know that that really changes the situation that we're in. Right? You know, I'm curious to, um, you know, big news out of Titan world yesterday. Uh, uh, offensive coordinator Todd Downing is, in my humble opinion, finally gone. Um, Worst offensive I'm, coordinator in the league. Yeah. My goodness, man. Like, even I know, like, third and two, you don't put, A, Derrick Henry on the sideline. B, you don't necessarily yeah. have to hand it to him. Just use him as a decoy or even, you know, he's got good hands. out there on the field. I mean, That's it, man. Like, what are we doing? Every third down, you know, he doesn't know how to use the quarterbacks that are available to him, you know, no. because he, he's got no structure for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just horrible play calling. Yeah. So, they I let agree. go a bunch of people today, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which was encouraging. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was encouraging to see that, you know, Rabel – you know, doesn't have good old boyism in him, you know, right. that he's able to let go people who he, he probably considers friends. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but I agree. Probably. You know, Todd Downing was so predictable and vanilla, you know, at guaranteed third and 20, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a, a dump off to the they're back out of the backfield or they're going to run it. That's what we're going to do every time. Hassan Haskins out there and you know exactly what's coming. Oh my God. Yep. They're going to run four verticals and try and get him underneath in space. And no offense, Hassan is a decent backup running back, but he ain't Christian McCaffrey out there. He's not going to create, create in space. Speaking Um, of which, that is exactly who, uh, and you've heard this parroted before, but I have to just say this because it is hundred percent true. That is exactly who the Titans aspire to be. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. You've heard, and and there's another podcast that says this, you know, uh, cred where cred do, but it's a, 100% mm-hmm. true. They want yeah. to use mediocre quarterback play and put playmakers everywhere on the field. Problem with that is you have to have playmakers everywhere on the field. You know, you have to have offensive playmakers, which we don't have. And the rookies are developing. Chig looked fantastic this year. When they got him the ball, Burks looked good when he could stay injury-free, you know. But those guys take time to develop. So Yeah, that's it, man. You know, I, I, it doesn't take a brain surgeon, uh, though – Maybe it did to figure out that a trade, you know, trading AJ Brown and then drafting a rookie receiver and expecting that kind of production is not going to work out. It's not, you know, I mean, Traylon may be like a world beater receiver in the future. He had some injury issues in college and that's kind of manifested his first year in the NFL. Um, But the big thing is like, I mean, AJ Brown is an all pro receiver and we don't have that presence outside. We tried to with Bobby trees, Robert Woods, you know, just couldn't stay healthy. And when he was healthy, he was a non-factor. Um, you know, the rookie tight end is going to be a stud. It's going to be yeah. a stud. He's going to be a stud. Um, he's just going to take some time to develop. He's going to be really good. And that's what we need, right? Like in the past with, you know, Delaney Walker, Jonu Smith, there's been some, uh, Frank Wycheck, there's been some great tight ends over the years. I think we have another one, but he's going to need some help outside. And I don't know if that's a T Higgins that's hitting the free agency this summer, or if you try and find somebody else, like, I don't, you know, there's several guys that are going to hit free agency, but we're really going to need some playmakers to take that next step, take some of the load off of King Henry and Ryan Tannehill, um, especially if, you know, Ryan restructures and stays. Yeah, I think, uh, um, of course, we've been a little, a little spoiled with this team for the past couple of years because of the, the doldrums that they've been in for, for, you know, so many years before, you know, just terrible teams. So, you know, going back to making the, you know, the AFC championship game and being, you know, just so excited. Uh, this this team really took a, a step, in, in my opinion, in the wrong direction when they allowed, of course, you can only allow so much, but when they allowed Arthur Smith to leave uh, and, and we, you know, ended up having offensive play callers who just didn't know what to do. 
And then, you know, at the beginning of the season, when we allow A.J. Brown, you know, you said it, to, to get traded, you can't say it enough. It just – it set the tone for the year. Mm-hmm. I was down. Then I was up. We won six or seven games in a row. We got on a hot streak, you know. Yeah. We won in Green Bay. Everybody was excited. You know, that was a great thing. And then we dropped seven straight. Yeah. You know. I agree. It. I think it started on draft night because seeing Vrabel's reaction that night, not even a week after he said, as long as I'm the head coach of the Titans, A.J. Brown's going to be a Titan. And yep. I don't even think it was seven days later he was traded on draft night and he got up and stormed off. So, like, that set the tone for what this was going to be. And, again, no offense to Traylon Burke. He may be an all-pro receiver one day, but he's not A.J. Brown right now. He's and not. it made matters worse, and it led to the firing of John Robinson, as we've talked about um, on this podcast particularly because we had to play the Eagles this year and we went to Philly and AJ not only scored twice, he technically scored three times because he had one call back on a touchdown (laughs) and then just on a, on a holding play. And then just like two plays later, he scored again. And it's just like, like, that's what we had. Like we had that caliber of a receiver that you can build around, man, that can take pressure off of King Henry and stretch the field and get you those big plays and create in space and we thought we could replace that production with a rookie. And so that ultimately led, you know, like you said earlier, credit where credit's due. John Robinson, for the longest part, for the majority of his career, was a great GM, right? Drafted some key players, Derrick Henry, Big Jeff Simmons, Harold Landry, Kevin Bayard, who had some strong words for the team yesterday in his yeah. exit interview. Um, yeah. But uh, he's made some good decisions over the years. It's just the league is what have you done for me lately and trading A.J. Brown Signing Bud Dupree, drafting Isaiah Wilson a couple years ago led to like yeah. was just a comedy of errors that led to his ultimate Caleb demise. Farley, Dylan Raiden, you know, they they and Raiden eventually be a starting level NFL player. Right. But you know some of these picks have just been have just been bad. And and you know when the when Amy Adams spoke about it today mm-hmm. or was yesterday, they talked about collaboration and right. You know, and and what you hear, and and uh, it it does lead you to believe that they, they just want somebody who's working with, like getting approval, right, you know, for these players. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. being involved with the head coach. Uh, so mm-hmm. it felt very unilateral. Uh, obviously, by the reactions that we saw, there was not a ton of of like you said communication about these picks and these different moves, and and variable suffered suffered for it. Um, you know, there's been some rumors and, you know, shout out, like you said, credit where credit is due. Shout out to the Locked On Titans podcast. Uh, uh, did a great job there kind of reporting um, Daily Titan news. He talked about it a little bit, you know, did did Vrabel march in Amy Adams Schrick's office and say, look, like, right. I'm done if we don't we don't make this move. Did he do that? I don't know. Uh, but it feels like something he would do. He's one of the great young coaches in the NFL with a bright future. Uh, I, I'm curious to see what we do for that OC hire because that's what's really going to make or break uh, the next few years for Mike Vrabel and these Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Yep. Uh, once you heard it, you know, floated around uh, multiple sources today that that people from the 49ers organization will get interviewed for that OC job, uh, which I think is a step in the right direction. Uh, oh, or sorry, the GM job. Uh, uh, OC job. I don't know how you feel about it, but uh, I think they absolutely are going to promote from within. So. That's what all like for all intents and purposes. That's what it looks like. Uh, it's going to be yeah. an elevation from within, which I don't. I'm not sure about that just yet. Just I'm not because I'll be honest. No. With you. 
Because there's going to be, there's some guys out there that are obviously like, I don't know that, I don't know that this is a reasonable expectation, but Cliff Kingsbury is looking for a job, right? He just got fired in Arizona. Does he reset as an OC somewhere? He's very likely, like what I think is going to happen, he's going to end up either uh, somewhere like in New England, Bill Belichick is going to pull him in under his wing, or he's going to end up back on the college level maybe for a couple of years. But I think that's a phone call you make and you make him tell you no. Yeah. B.O.B. gets floated around, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, and regardless of what you think about him, you know, and I, I, don't, like uh, <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that pick either. Uh, Wright gets uh, floated around. Uh, mm-hmm. And personally, I'd be ecstatic. Yeah. Uh, I think that probably would be. And it's just a good uh, thumb in the nose to the, the Colts organization as well, which is a nice kicker for that. But yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, to say he's not a. Uh, you know, a fantastic, you know, OC. I think he is. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, we'll see. Um, I think there's a lot of good candidates out there, but it's going to really make or break what happens next because you hinted at it earlier. There was more games than not this year. We got fantastic first-rate NFL defensive play. Big Jeff had a monster year. You know, we were very much a like a piece-together unit at linebacker but found some great players this year secondary had some had some moments kevin baird had another all pro year a guy is an absolute workhorse on the on the back end playing center field and 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 just a great great football player but it was sad to see us waste another year of good defense with mediocre at best offense there's so many times that just ran out of gas late and when you're on the field for the entirety of a game that's that's a hard ask in the nfl it is uh and you said it kevin byard Giving his all when this team is clearly just, you know, in the dumps. It's, he's one of the all-time Titans for me. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's frustrated with the, you know, with the – you can tell he's frustrated. Rightfully so. With the so. direction of the team. Yeah, rightfully so. Uh, because the defense is playing so well. And the secondary, he's not able to play, you know, like he needs to be playing anyways. He's covering for the lack of secondary that's out there. You know, he needs I mean, to be – trolling the field as a ball hawk you know and, mm-hmm. and he's he's having to cover for these rookies which is not their fault but you know yeah it's it's the malik willis situation on defense right like malik partly to his you know, defense a little bit in the games that he did play this year that mike vrabel did not seem to be a fan of his obviously because he didn't play over the last <laughs> couple of weeks but um he got thrusted in too soon that's probably part of the reason malik is very much in my opinion a one read guy and if that read in there, he should tuck in and run. But all too often, he got panicked in the pocket and didn't make those right decisions. And part of that's because he's a rookie who went from playing at Liberty, which, you know, no offense to Liberty, ain't exactly the NFL. No. And got thrusted in too soon. And I think that's part of why we saw him flop. He, we knew he was a project coming in. And then the games that he started this year really drove home that he is much, he's very, very raw. He's raw. And, and it was a luxury pick. And part of it is like you you draw up plays for that kind of quarterback. And they did not draw up the kind of plays to lead him to be successful. Now, do I think he'll be successful? I lean towards no anyways. Um, I, I want to go out and get another quarterback. But they certainly didn't do anything 
uh, to help him succeed at an NFL level. No, they did him no favors. How many times did we see a bootleg or a, a two-step drop or just get him in space, let him run the ball some? Because when he did yeah. run the ball, he found some success. But Todd Downing, in his infinite wisdom, thought that he was a pocket passer and he could take you know yeah. five steps and sit back there and read the field. That's just not who he is right now. It may not be who he ever is, but it's definitely not yeah. right now. Yeah. I think they were – best case, you hope for Lamar Jackson life. You know, uh, I think with Malik, uh, and um, yeah, he should have made that one read, as you say. And if it's not there, he should have tucked and ran. You know, <laughs> because he's got legs. Yeah. So <clears throat> that would have been ideal. But um, you know, we saw it a couple times in that first game that he started. He had that one run. I think it was like for like forty-six yards, where he was able to tuck and run after Reed wasn't there, and there were yep. glimmers of that but I just don't think he was set up for success and not belaboring that point, but we just didn't have a a great offensive setup and, and it showed in his development and then it showed in the fatigue of the defense, you know, the, the Titans this year and were bit by the injury bug worse than a lot of teams. Again, it seems like we've been jinxed with that, but worse than a lot of teams this year. And so there was, there was a rotation in the offensive line that led to Dylan Daly feeling like he was supposed to be an NFL offensive line player. There's absolutely – that dude has no business on any NFL team. I found a – is one of the worst, if not the worst, offensive linemen in the league. So. I found this uh, this Twitter account today, and it's a defensive lineman Twitter account. All they do is post videos of, like, pass rushing and bull rushing and getting to the quarterback and different moves. And, dude, like, I was scrolling through, and, like, every second or third one was somebody else on the daily. It was awful. Beating, beating this daily. The, especially that Arden Key bull yeah. rush where he, like, hit him in the mouth and put him square on his backside yeah. uh, on Saturday night. Like, when I saw that, I'm like, you know, it's sad that he's going to be in a lot of these highlight reels. <laughs> But yeah, he's going to make some highlights. Yeah, he is not his, but for somebody else. And and so we yeah. had the injury bug there. You know, King Henry missed a few games. Taniel obviously getting hurt. Traylon Burke didn't play a ton. And then like the elephant in the room, our defense played really well, despite missing our probably our best defensive player in Harold Landry towards Harold ACL Landry. before the season started. You know, missing him this year I think really affected us more than we thought. Yeah, I think. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I think having said that, to see how well the defense played, even, you know, in his absence, is just a sign of, my goodness, they better re-sign, you know, get the contracts in order for some of these guys. You know, Danico Oshry played, you know, fantastic. Uh, obviously, Big Jeff plays fantastic. Some of these, uh, you know, some of these rookies played well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and even second year guys, um, you know, Weaver was good. I don't, I don't hate the signing of, uh, or, or the, uh, the drafting of Roger McCreary. I thought, you know, as a rookie, he played pretty well, uh, you know, given what he was asked to do, which was go out there and cover, you know, top, you know, receivers in the league, right? Because mm-hmm. we had no one else to play that position. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, this defense can be, can still be elite, uh, mm-hmm. and I. That's probably one of the few things uh, I take away from this season where I'm still excited about is that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, assuming we, we retain everybody, and I, I think we will, uh, you know, that this defense will be just as good next year. 
I agree. You know, uh, big shout out Hell State, Jeff Simmons, Danico Autry, uh, both products of Mississippi State, had just a phenomenal year. And Danico battled injuries this year, but every time he was in there, he is one of the best inside pass rushers in the league when he's healthy. Like he can absolutely just get after people. Um, Big Jeff, obviously, clogging up the middle was was huge. Demarcus Walker, you know, had a great year for, for a young guy. Um, I think we re-sign a lot of defense, and I think it'll be just as solid, particularly getting, you know, Harold Landry back. I think you cut, trim some of the fat. You know, we'll probably, we're obviously, Bud Dupree will not be a Titan next year. No, no. I don't think Zach Cunningham's a Titan next year. No. There's some opportunities there to to create some cap space to go after somebody, whether that's in the draft, because this is a pretty good linebacker and defensive draft. Uh, it's pretty deep on the offensive line, too, which will help. But uh, there's opportunities to to – to get some guys that can make some impact plays for you. And I'm curious what the new GM Vrabel combination will do to make those moves. Uh, because like the, the microscope's on you, right? We've got an opportunity to actually yep. make some quality moves and it's time to step up and do that. Do you think uh, in the draft, uh, what do you think they target the draft? I think first and foremost, is I, I, I can almost bet that our first pick will be an offensive lineman, probably a tackle. I would say a hundred percent. If you mm-hmm. don't, I would be very confused unless you mm-hmm. trade up and take a stab at one of the top two quarterbacks. Sure. Um, and which, you know, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, and the thing with that is like, as good as they are, they're both great college quarterbacks. And I really think Bryce Young is going to be a phenomenal. I think he'll be a good quarterback in the long run. I think you he's still they a- could both go pro immediately. I uh, play at an NFL level, CJ and Bryce Young. I don't. I don't think there's a guy that's going to step in and immediately impact your franchise. I think Bryce Young could. C.J. Stroud is still a project, so I agree. Like, I don't think we need to chase a quarterback. Um, The only other thing I could see that makes some sense is if you know there's an offensive lineman out there in free agency that you can get, you trade back a little bit and maybe go after uh, Jackson Smith and Jigma, the the receiver from uh, Ohio State. You know, trading back, getting Jigsaw, which is a sidebar, phenomenal nickname. Um, (laughs) Like going after him later in the first round, maybe if you can get some draft capital for a kind of, again, what is a pretty deep offensive line draft and maybe go second and third round offensive line. But I think it's a like offensive line and then a playmaking receiver. And then God help us. We need some help in the secondary. (laughs) Gosh, it's it's rough. Uh, There's just so many areas that need to be targeted. I think definitely offensive line is first. Uh, it doesn't matter who's back there. You saw him all season long, Malik, Bob, Tannehill. You know, you know they're, they're not being done any favors by this offensive line. Obviously, we're not bringing back, you know, Taylor. We're not bringing back most of these guys on the offensive line. We've got a rookie we're probably bringing back with MPF, um, you know, who had a, a decent season. He's a rookie, you know. One of the few bright spots that showed some growth over the course of the year because he started rough and then he kind of finished playing some decent games. He did. He did. Uh, But you you have to take a – I think you have to take a lineman uh, in in the first round. And there's three or four, you know, decent linemen, you know, in the draft uh, to be taken. So – and then at that point, I guess, you know, like you say, I I think – if you'll try to take, you know, try to take the stabs of the secondary uh, in the later rounds. And then I just don't know if there's much for quarterback and free agency. That's why I say they'll probably retain Tannehill. So. 
Yeah, I agree. I just don't – the more I've digested it, I don't see an opportunity for us to get a whole lot better at quarterback. Uh, if anything, it's a lateral move, and you might as well just re- see if, if Tannehill restructure um, yeah. or you can get some more pieces in there. Again, maybe you get a shot at T. Higgins. Uh, it came out today that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be traded. You know, he's in the twilight of his career, but he's still De- DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> he's still, Yeah, correct. Yeah. And what better way even earlier in the year? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I was going to say what better way to get back at the Texans again by, by picking up DeAndre Hopkins, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, remember earlier in the year, they were, uh, you know, it was floated around a trade for DJ Moore Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, wouldn't have minded that trade either. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure about his, uh, his status over there. Uh, Yeah. But um, we definitely need, uh, if Burke, you know, if they if they consider Burks a one, he needs a two. And and uh, unfortunately, I don't think. And I'm after being years of Mr. Reliable, I don't think uh, Robert Woods is a two. Uh, he didn't he didn't play like it. He dropped some passes this year that I thought hit him in the chest, you know. And I thought he was good for those. He certainly seemed not that he's ever been quick, but he certainly seemed slower than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Uh, a two receiver is, is something that they need to look into as well. Yeah, you know, at, at the skill positions, ACLs can really be hit or miss. And yeah. it really, he looked much older coming off that ACL injury than I had hoped he would look, for sure. You've got a little bit of insight into that. Uh, I do. Uh, your line of work. So, uh, yeah, um, it seems like it hits everybody differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, people react differently to it the year after and i've heard i've heard it floated around that it sometimes takes almost two years to fully recover from that you yeah. got any insight on that or yeah i mean it can it's at least a year process before you really start getting back and then it could be another you know six months to another year before you fully trust it and get moving again so is there an opportunity for him to improve absolutely and we could get the the bobby trees we had back in the day when he was in right. la and and that sort of thing you know uh, but there's just also that tendency when you have those type knee surgeries late in your career as a receiver, there's a steep drop-off that comes with that, and that's yeah. tough. Uh, I don't know. Again, he might be kind of that third option, but really need to find somebody to fill in that second option behind uh, behind Trey and see if that we can get some production from somebody. Yeah, yeah. All right, so if you had to look at the season as a whole, we started off 0-2, reeled off you know, seven in a row. Uh, we're sitting in uh, we're one six in a row uh, yeah. at one point. We're sitting at seven and three and then lost the last seven games to end up just like me and you. They, they're going to play. We're going to play in the same amount of playoff games this year as a Tennessee Titan. Yep. You got to put a grade on it. We're back in school. A is passing or A is top of the line and F is you failed everything. If you had to put a grade on the season, where would you put it? Uh, I'd give us a, a C, probably a C. Um, I was disappointed, uh, and this goes back to what I said earlier. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that Vrabel will let go, uh, you know, the OC, as everybody is. Uh, but he did allow him to call plays where we lost seven games straight, yeah. which I still I don't understand, uh, and I'm, I'm confused about. So. Uh, yeah, probably a, a lower tier grade. I, not that I, that goes that that goes back to my fanaticism though. Like, you know, you go through the season and you we trade AJ Brown, 
before the season starts. Harold Landry tears his ACL before the season starts. So you've got expectations. You say, oh, well, we're not, you know, this team won't do too much, you know, and, and then we rattle off six straight. And then in my brain, which doesn't function correctly, uh, it says this team's going to the Super Bowl. You know, uh, we are, we're the best team in the league, you know. But in the back of my mind, I know that this team, you know, is not a Super Bowl caliber team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fact is they didn't put us in a position to win more games than, than we did, and we should have won some of those games. We absolutely should have won some of those games that sure. we lost in that, in that last stretch. Uh, has me frustrated with, with upper management. Uh, but hopefully they're doing things to set that right. It seems like they're doing that. Uh, hopefully in the off season, you know, the ownership, the coach, the new general manager, you know, will get that straight. All get on the same page, you know, as far as what they want. Thankful to have the the owner that we have. It seems like she wants to win games. It seems like she mm-hmm. cares more about the team, you know, mm-hmm. than some do, which is fantastic. Uh, but yeah, overall. Uh, Let's see. What about you? Yeah, uh, you're probably more generous than I am. Uh, I was thinking like a like a D plus, C minus, kind of yeah. right in that area, just because like I mean it was just an epic collapse. And again, there's so many extenuating circumstances with the injuries to Harold Landry. We could have prevented the AJ Brown trade, but we didn't. There's not much you to belabor at that point. But then you know, Robert Woods spent time hurt. Traylon Burks was hurt. There was just so many injuries this year that really derailed the team. But the thing for me that really led to me thinking of like close to a failing grade is just the lack of right. adapting around that. Like a good, that's, that's the word I was searching for. Yep. Yeah. There was no, like there was never an adaption of the game plan. There was never any growth or adjustments made. It was never, it, it was never even entertained. It was just very much a, we're going to keep trying. We're going to keep throwing this at the wall and hope it sticks. Um, and nothing stuck <laughs> all year long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that to me was the biggest part was that there were games that we should have won. How many times I, I, I whether well, did we have a halftime lead and then just go completely dormant in the second half? I mean, we probably lost in that seven game stretch. I would be, I don't know exactly, but I bet we had a lead in four or five of the games at halftime. We lost to those seven. I think you're, you're on it. Yeah, you're, you're definitely on it. Uh, and that, you know, that comes down to, I think that comes down to play calling. You know, you can only say so much about the, you know, you know, playing with what you've got. If you're able to retain a lead, you know, through the first half, you know, mm-hmm. you know what works, you know, <laughs> please continue with what works, you know? Yeah. And then I think a very interesting point that you made as well in text message was we need a new strength and conditioning staff because yeah. obviously all these injuries and then just, you know, offensive play calling was trash. But there has to be – there's probably some conditioning that's some portion of that as well. Having two or three years in a row now with the uh, team with the most injured players, I mean, you say a year's unlucky, you know, two years is, is a trend. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, I don't know what they're doing in the offseason. I don't know if some of these players get, you know, are obviously, you know, on their own training schedule. You know, sure. some, of the, some of the elite players that – there's not too many elite players, but – you know, say Derrick Henry, you know, is on his own training schedule. Yeah. Probably doesn't train too much. But, um, you know, and coaching up these, you know, these rookies, you know, to get them, you know, to a point where they're not injuring themselves. Is, yeah. Yes. I, I would expect them to let that person go. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that a change needs to be made there. When you said that, it just made so much sense with all the injuries over the last three years. And I'm surprised it lasted this long uh, with all the just running out of gas at the end of the game. And a lot of that on offensive play calling defense is just out there too much, but O-line getting whipped every single play. It's a lack of talent. It's a lack of strength and conditioning. And so I think that this is an opportunity, this off season opportunity to really, it's a very pivotal off season. You know, I talked about in the blog a little bit, Zach, where like we felt like we had a Super Bowl window there for a couple of years where we felt like we this did. was finally the team that could get back to a Super Bowl and be, obviously we made, we were, Really, we were a half away because we were competitive in that AFC championship game until late in the yeah. game. And so we're really a half away from a Super Bowl. So we felt like we had the Super Bowl window. And then it just felt like the A.J. Brown trade slammed it shut. And we're going to have to – this is the the pivotal offseason if we're going to even think about having an opportunity while King Henry is obviously still in, in his prime. I mean, the guy's not aging. Knock on wood. Um <laughs> So what is probably what give me like your top two things you want to see happen this offseason? Like give you like two major points that you want to see happen this offseason to try to open that Super Bowl, Super Bowl window again. Oh open a Super Bowl window again. Um I don't think we need too much help on defense. I will say I'll sacrifice the secondary because I think a pass rush is more important. Hmm. I think the pass rush is more important than the secondary. I think if we can get to the quarterback, you know, pressure him, I think that is that is absolutely more important than having a phenomenal secondary. We can coach up some of these, you know, these players that are on our secondary. We've still got Christian Fulham. We've still got Roger McCurry. We've still got Amani Hooker, you know. There's players, you know, on the secondary that can, that can be there and make plays. We can go out and get some, you know, minimum guys in the offseason, you know, which is – is nothing crazy to do that. So just retaining retaining the defense, uh, and then if if possible, upgrading the quarterback position because there's just no way, and I don't think we're going to do it, and I don't think that there is even a way to do it. But we've been in this saga for so long, and I'm never going to forget that we tied the sack record in that AFC playoff. You know playoff game I'm never going to forget that and we were still able to lose that game uh it's just so so incredibly frustrating uh you know to to be on I think we had nine sacks on Burrow that game yeah just unbelievable you know had him all game long not like they drove up the score they didn't you know it was Ryan Tannehill yep yep we just needed to put a few points on the board and Tannehill absolutely collapsed um, he threw an interception on the first and the last drive, and and it's hard to you know don't interrupt. Definitely want you to keep going, but it's hard no, to believe that that was that wasn't even a calendar year ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it it seems like this team is is gone completely opposite direction. Uh, so yeah, upgrade quarterback play. We're gonna have to somehow. Whether that you know is just, and I don't think there's any way to upgrade Tannehill at this point. It's, other than putting, giving him a better offensive line, which he's never had a stellar offensive line. So, yeah, offensive line and retaining defense. I guess that's it to, yeah. to keep the window open, which I think, Rusty, is closed. Uh, you know, full disclosure, uh, at least for the next couple of years, makes me sad to say it. Uh, yeah. But I think it's probably closed the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, what a – it's just disastrous. That, you know, topic of corner that we should have had is in Atlanta, which, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, that, that would be – you got any suggestions about keeping the team – I agree. Um, I think de- you leave defense alone. I think the defense is if the defense gets healthy because you don't know what you have in Roger McCurry and Amari Hooker yet, right? Like they still have some time to develop. Like they've got opportunity to continue to get better. They're still young, still some some they get some get some years of experience and see what happens. You may have some great players in them because they had moments where they played well. Uh, but getting healthy on the defensive side of the ball is huge. But I think mine, I would agree. It's got you've got to upgrade the offensive line because yeah. it don't matter who you put the back. If we somehow Got Josh Allen. He would not be great if I no, had that offensive line. Get crushed. You know, Absolutely. Dennis Bailey is a barn door. You know. I oh mean, my gosh. His his best move is the Ole block or the lookout block where you get whipped and you turn and you look hey look out like that's his best block right and then I think that's so I it. think from I think for me it's the offensive line and then we have to make a splash at offensive coordinator like you can't go get another middle of the road like. Again, I know it's a pipe dream, but Cliff Kingsbury is a call that they should have already made and make him tell you no, and then you start you looking for that next year. Around? I'm asking. I think we still need a couple pieces. You need a you need a play. You need a receiver um, that yeah. that that you can build around. And Traylon yeah. may be that, but you know, I'd be curious to see what he could do with a Derrick Henry and Hassan Haskins is going to be a decent NFL running back. Get him in space. He's got a lot of growing to do, but. See what a guy yeah. like Cliff Kingsbury could do. Again, I know it's a pipe dream, but you need to make a – it needs to be an absolute home run hire at offensive coordinator. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I'm not a fan of the promotion within. I know this team values loyalty, but sure. I think they they could go out and hire someone for offensive coordinator that could get this team turned around. So. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's what it's going to take to keep Mike Vrabel long-term because – Ohio State is always going to be an option for him to go to. They're knocking. Yeah, absolutely. And it's which is wild because they were one game away from a college football. And actually, they were probably about 10 minutes away from a college football national yeah. championship game um, yep. that they probably could have won based on how TCU played last night. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, Ohio State's always going to be there. He's a great I, – I think he is a great NFL coach. And Fantastic. He just has not had the roster. No, he just hadn't had the roster. And so I think – I think you need to get uh, RT17, Ryan Tannehill. You need to get Mike Vrabel in a room and get a GM and figure out what they want and build yeah. around that. That's the only way that I think you can even remotely start cracking that window again to be a competitive playoff team. Yeah, just – yes, GM, OC, coach, quarterback. Uh, yeah. Does need to be privy to that conversation, but what do you need to succeed? You know, what do you need – to make this team mm-hmm. what what I believe it can be. You sure. Know, uh, uh, I think they've got – I think given the right pieces, this team could have a – I'm not saying they've got, they're going to have a, a bone-crushing offense. You know, that's no. just not the way the Titans are structured. And maybe, you know, in the future that, that will be that way. But that's, that, is, that is years yeah. away. No. Uh, you know, this team is defense first, you know, and then, you know, Hang the points that you're supposed to hang on off. That's it. So. Yeah, because if you look at most of the games we lost, we still didn't give up more than like 25 points or so. Like it's still a very, very good defensive effort in the NFL. And you just, I mean, just need a competent offense to complement this defense. Just a competent yeah. offense. That's all you need. Um, yeah. 
but this is it, man. This is the time to make or break it. You know, this is the opportunity to hit reset, do a factory reset while you still got some legs on King Henry, try and get the offense playing a little bit better and see where it goes. But Zach, man, any final thoughts on the Titans going in the offseason? We'll have you back on getting closer to draft time, I'm sure. But uh, any final thoughts on the Titans for we, we call it a night? I guess not, man. Just uh, hoping that they, you know, get together in the offseason and turn this team around. But I, while I say the window's closing, the window's not closed to be a playoff team. This team can be a playoff team year in and year out. We still have the AFC South. The Jags are not a juggernaut, regardless of what ESPN may have you believe. Trevor Lawrence is fine. He's doing well. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with him. But this team is going to be a first-round out. The Colts are terrible. They're, the Texans are terrible. The Titans are a playoff team. They should be in the playoffs this year. Yep. You know, so this should be our division. Yeah. It's not that hard. That's it. That's the one thing I was I was going to close out with too, and you nailed it, man. Like the we the one benefit we have is we play in the AFC South, and it's trash. Uh, yep. Jacksonville, like they won't be this good next year. Like they no. they they're like you said, they're going to be a eight and eight, nine and seven type team. The Texans are like are an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, absolute dumpster fire. Bill O'Brien stripped that cupboard, and uh, when you think you can roll out Davis Mills and wins football games, uh, we got you got you got issues. And the Colts are a long way away. You know, uh, yep. the the only thing they have going for him is Jonathan Taylor, and he can't throw That's the it. ball. He can't play defense. Uh, this is a very winnable division, and it's a shame that we didn't win it this year. Yep. Uh, Hopefully we got rid of the pieces that can do that. But again, I agree. We are still a good OC and a good draft pick away from being a playoff team again next year. I think we, we make yep. the right moves. We could be right back in the mix of the playoffs again, winning the division and be a, you know, and the AFC South absolutely should run through Nashville every single year. Every year. hundred percent. You nailed it. So. so. Well, Zach, man, I appreciate it. It was fun. It was good doing a little Thank special you, episode. Uh, glad we get on here and talk about the Titans, and uh, we'll have you back on in the future and as we progress in the offseason and, and see where it leads us. Sounds good, brother. Thanks, Thanks Zach, and uh, tighten up, buddy. Tighten up, man.